Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Drill with Dr. Brady podcast. I am Dr. Brady. I am recording on location at the home of my mother and father with guests this week. My mother and father, Debbie Smith and Steve Smith. Welcome to the Drill with Dr. Brady podcast. How are you guys doing? Hi, everybody. We're, we're uh, excited to be here. Uh, yeah, and I'm the dad. You can tell my voice is an octave lower. So, and uh, this will be interesting. So I'm here for the next couple of days. And um, mom, why don't you tell everybody why I am visiting you this week? Okay. Okay. Um, yesterday marked, to the date, our 50th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Got sound effects. I pushed the right button. Lowell would be so proud of me. Sometimes I push the wrong button. So, like, sometimes when I'm supposed to do a laugh track, I do this one. I'm really bad at it. Anyway, yes, we are celebrating 50 years of wedded bliss. Dad, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel very good about it, and I feel very fortunate to have been married to your mother for the past 50 years. Okay, let's talk about me now. <laughs> uh, that's enough about you guys. Uh, so, uh, no, okay, let's, so you had a huge party. Huge party. We decided to pull out the stops. We had mm -hmm. catering and a DJ. A chocolate fountain. Chocolate fountain. It's exciting um, for me. We had balloon arch over the pool. We had dancing. We had surprise acts. We even had a professional photographer and a videographer who sent drones over the house. So we Oh, there were drones going on? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that was just Obama spying on us. Nope. We had surprises. Our guys, about 10 of them, had had a, a Mamma Mia dance, and the girls did a series of Mamma Mia dances, about 14 or 15 of them. Any standouts in any of those performances that you uh, want to talk about? Brady, the fact that you chose to stand several feet in front of the others did make you a standout. Yeah. I just wanted to... I just, I just knew I was carrying the group, so... Uh, and hey, if you guys are wondering, what performance are they talking about? We are probably going to post it. I got a little recording of it. We're probably going to post it on our social media. So uh, make sure you follow Drilled Podcast on, on Instagram and the Halo Dental Network. And probably Comfort Dental Camus is probably also going to post it. It's about 90 seconds of me dancing to a really awesome choreographed... Uh, uh, um, What's I think on? it was a TikTok challenge. Do, 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 do. No, that, no, the girls yeah, did that. Yeah, no, that, no, no, no that, that was the one. Oh, it was? Mamma mia, here yeah. I go again. Yeah, all guys, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so uh, we got to try to make this dental related a little bit. So what I want you guys to do, I thought, now Lowell, was, Lowell has been very excited for me to get my, my mom and dad on the podcast. And I want to, so first of all, my mom was instrumental in making me become a dentist, even though she's not a dentist and my dad's not a dentist. Uh, so, mom, what do you remember about the evolution of me deciding to become a dentist? I remember exactly where we are, were and what I said. Okay. We were picking you up from the Spokane Airport. You had done two years of humanitarian service in Paraguay. Yes, and I was a missionary for my church. Mm -hmm. Correct. And out in the parking lot after we did the initial greetings, I said, Brady, I've got one word for you, and I'm going to abbreviate it, endo. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. That's right. And why did you say that to me? Because I just got to thinking that you certainly had the intellect and the potential um, uh, perspective, the ability to connect with people and calm them down in strained situations. And it was a great living where you would be able to create avocations for yourself. All right. Now, did you, I think you knew an endodontist. I did. Who did, was doing very well from your perspective. And that's why you're like, Brady could do this. So there I was home from uh, two years of, of missionary work, really no direction, really. So I was very, uh, what's the word, malleable. And my mom says, you should look into endodontics. So at that time, I didn't know that that was a specialty of dentistry. So, okay, now, Dad, this is where I want you to come in. When Mom was like, Brady should be an endodontist, you're like, our Brady? Tell, tell me how you, tell me how you, what did you, what do you remember thinking when mom said Brady should be a, a dentist, endodontist? That's, that's where he, I think he should go. Well, I, I really thought that would be great because I knew that you could be anything you wanted to be. You had the ability, the charm, the intellect to, uh, this interview is going great to do whatever you wanted to do, uh, once you put your mind to it. Uh, and now, as far as being an endodontist, you know, I, I, I only know one endodontist, and I don't know him very well. I kind of know of him, and I think that was the one who kind of influenced your mother. Yeah. But I think general dentistry uh, has been, you know, good for you, and I think it's you've been good for it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go back in time because. Um, like any super genius, uh, I could have used my powers for evil as well. So where there time, let's go. I, can either of you think of a story? Let's put it, let's frame it like this. Can you think of a story that if you were an outsider looking through a time machine and seeing me, that you would have been like, there's no way that kid's going to become a dentist. Can you think of a story about me when I was younger that, uh, oh yeah, we have stories. <laughs> there was what? a time you shot the ro- you you launched a rock, I think, from a slingshot. I'm not sure what what. Oh yeah, what you used that, and it hit a it hit a wheelbarrow and glanced off that, crossing the street and hitting somebody's big glass window pane. I think I think you broke the window pane, if memory serves. I did, and then you I did. I went broke undercover. It, broke it real good. But it went. You went undercover, which was a useless effort, and I think uh, that was uh, a three hundred dollar window, uh, if I remember it right, or a four hundred dollar window. But anyway, I thought, well, we've got to channel this kid's interest in directions that aren't going to be so destructive. I had, uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Dunford got a wrist rocket, and and uh, I was at with him and Nathan Peterson in the backyard. I launched a rock. I didn't know where it even landed. It went so far that I didn't even know that I had broke a window until later, and my friends narked on me, which is how it got found out, because uh, they didn't want to be responsible for that. Do you remember what the consequence... I remember the consequence of that being... I had worked all summer for a guitar. I had saved up a bunch of money, and I couldn't get the guitar I wanted because I had to pay for that stupid window. 
Is that what yeah, you I don't know if I'd call the window stupid. I think there was stupid in that event, but easy, I think easy. it was probably more easy. Uh, easy. I think it was probably more <laughs> an action stupid rather than a stationary one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I know you got a guitar later. I'm not quite sure which year you wanted the guitar because that was another event that I thought wasn't the best use of your savings, but it turned out to be a pretty positive experience. The guitar? Yeah. You didn't think that was a good use of my money? That and the amplifier to use all your summer earnings that you were saving for college to buy a guitar and an amp. Uh, but it yeah, was. But it it turned out to be a very profitable decision. The so, 1964 Fender Tube amplifier. Uh huh. One that I think that the same kind that Paul McCartney played in the Beatles. I think that was your representation. Uh, no. Well, the, yeah. The guitar was uh, the guitar was a '76 Gibson um, Les Paul custom and sunburst orange and. Um, do you remember when I sold them, what I did when I, when I sold those? Oh, sure. I think you put them on eBay and sold them separately yep. to different people for substantially more than you paid for it. Yeah. But do you know what I bought with the money? I do. Give them mom. Uh, Brady bought his wedding ring for his wife. I did. A really good one. Yeah. So I had these two things and I got rid of them so I could buy a good, a good wedding ring cause I was going to get married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it turns out, Dad, and that was a good use of my money, actually. So, uh, well, well, let me say this about that. Uh, Brady did one thing that I have told all of my sons to do, and that is when you find the love of your life, make sure you marry up. And Brady did that. So, Lock it down. So, okay. Anyway, let's do, it. let's do it. Brady did marry up. Yes, I did. Um, okay. Mom, do you have any stories that you remember that you would oh. say uh, would perplex people if they saw me involved um, in those things that they would say, that's weird that he became a dentist. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Plus, Brady hung out with his two buddies, uh, Nathan Peterson, Ryan Dunford, and no one would have predicted that Nathan and Brady, years later, would become a lawyer and a dentist. We right. were just hoping they could stay out of jail. That's right. That's maybe a little over-exaggeration. Right. But can I tell the story about Caleb and Jesse? Oh, sure. All right. Sure. Caleb and Jesse were... You can tell any stories you want. Oh. I think the more the more, uh, the more more juicy, the better. Oh, what, yeah. yeah. So hey, Caleb and Jesse were buddies of mine. Mid-teens, and uh, Caleb and Jesse were homeschooled. Nothing wrong with homeschool. But they were not mainstreamed, and there were reasons. They they were... They were rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I learned how to play guitar, was Jesse. Jesse yeah. was a guitar player, and he was yeah. the first one that was like, here, try this out. And I saw him playing guitar, and I was enamored by the guitar. Yeah. So Caleb and Jesse would come over, and when I saw little things that started to trouble me as far as influence, I would speak to Brady about it, and Brady would give me a talk on on... Not being judgmental. So I would try to be non-judgmental. But then there were some antics. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't remember that. I would tell you not to be judgmental. Oh, yeah. I would say you're being too judgmental. When you're I, judging a book by its cover. Right. When I felt like there were... I believe the word for this is gaslighting. Well, I, be were... I believe it's I try to make you feel like you're the one when you were dead on right. But go ahead. Go ahead. Keep telling uh, the story. There were red flags, and they started waving kind of uh, fast. and But I, I got nowhere with speaking to you and 
working towards the idea that they were a bad influence on you. But I remember the exact day I went down to the basement and I said, there were some, there were some things that had occurred that, that really were not in, the good, in a good direction. You can choose to mention what they were or not. Oh, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that's a gateway to something else. Well, I was told that it would make me attractive to the opposite, opposite sex. Well, I That's I what I was told. I was under the impression that it would make me cool. Yeah. I don't think you paid for the cigarettes. I think that was the other well, that problem. Was, oh, that's right. I would steal them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got in trouble from, for stealing them from Albertsons. Sidebar. That's true. Yeah, sidebar. So um, I went down to the basement. <laughs> Sorry, I have to use my sound effects. I looked you in the eyes. By that time, I had to look up, and I said, Brady, your relationship with Caleb and Jesse is over beginning immediately. Your shoulders fell almost in a way that it was a relief. I remember mm. it. And, and that is what you uh, abided by. And, I mean, yeah, and there was an incident of... Um, Getting a phone call very early one morning, <clears throat> Brady went off to a religion class, actually, every weekday morning when school was in session, and I get a phone call from the police, and <laughs> you want me to keep going? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah tell me uh, what the police said to you. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got your son here in the squad car, and he is, uh, he's been caught shoplifting from Albertsons. Yeah. I was 15, mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. 15 years old. Well, here's, here's an interesting and just, twist. Hey, just so you know, I got away with it way more than I got caught. Yeah. Just, so you, <laughs> just, just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. Yeah. One time in junior high, it was reported that they saw him with a cigarette in his mouth, and later he would tell me that was a popsicle stick, Mom. No, lollipop Lollipop, stick. the white lollipop. The white, white lollipop stick. Um. I'm a little gullible. Okay, so here's the deal. I get the call from that police officer. I'm in this book club, and we have just read a book by a local author, Parenting Your Teens with Love and Logic. Okay. So. I didn't know that part. Uh-huh. And I interrupted your book club? Yeah. Okay. So I said, officer, bring him on home. And I said, can you leave him in the car and come in and speak to me? So Brady's out in the squad car, the officer comes in, and we chat for a while, and I find out that I've got some commonalities with this officer, and, and so I get comfortable, and I say, my boy is really, really important to us. Can you help us hit him between the eyes? Can you haul him downtown, do whatever you need to do? to get his attention and allow him to suffer as much consequence as we can from this small whoops, you know, small whoops uh, from this incident. And he looked at me and he said, by that time we're on a first name basis, he says, Debbie, I'll do it and I'll do everything I can. So Brady, maybe you'd take it over. What do you remember? You know, you're in the squad car. Well, I thought I was. I thought I had got. I thought I was going home. <laughs> so I, halfway, I was relieved because I was like, okay, well, I don't have, have this conversation with my mom yet. But he pulls out of the driveway and starts driving downtown. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? And he's like, taking you downtown. 
We're going to process uh, fingerprints and mug shots. And that's the reason. So that's what happened. He brings you down to the, uh, whatever the state building was, uh, some court, a courthouse, I think somewhere, but yeah, I process got processed and pushed my fingers into this ink pad and recorded my fingerprints and took pictures of me. And, and then I waited in some weird lobby and this is where you came to pick me up. The funny thing is, I don't know about funny, the right word before I brought, I got brought to you. So I got caught. Uh, I was leaving the Albertsons and this uh, portly fella, uh, but like like a like a strong portly guy, uh, said, "Hey," and I froze because I was like I could have ran, but I didn't because I didn't think I thought this guy would catch me and pummel me, so I stopped and that he and then I kind of went voluntarily up in their upstairs portion in Albertsons and I sat there, totally lied about my name, didn't give him my didn't give him my real information. When the cop arrived, I was still going with his fake name. And I thought, and he didn't take me to, he didn't take me to your house, to our house first. He took me to a different house that I said was my house. (laughs) Yeah. And it was the house of a friend of mine that you don't even know this friend. Uh, But it was a house that I knew that maybe they would be like, uh, they would, uh, because they didn't know that I was showing up. But I thought maybe they would um, respond and be like, yeah, he belongs to me. Because I kind of I kind of knew who they were. And I thought they might be able to bail, bail me out. Refuge in the storm. But I also thought this might get me in more trouble because it was a friend of mine from high school who was kind of more of like an acquaintance. So anyway, lucky for me, they weren't home. So he's like, and the cop was like, I don't think this is your house. And I don't think that's your name. I was like, we can keep going on this wild goose chase if you want. And he said to me, if I can't find a place for you, you're going to go to juvenile detention for three days and then they'll let you go. And in my head, I was like, three days. Okay. Maybe my parents won't know where I am, but, uh, anyways. So then I, then I kind of was like, okay, yeah, my name is Brady Smith and this is where I live. And this is my parents. So then, then they get a hold of you. Uh, but that was the whole part before that. And then, um, uh, I think, didn't I cut my hair for that? Was it, after, was it after that incident that I cut my hair? No. It wasn't? No. Because I know I had really long hair, and you hated it. And then I cut my hair well, to try to make you uh, not be so mad at me. I think that's a kind of a, another story. Is that a different, was that a different situation? Um, I think it's... it's I, I can't remember if those coincided. But I think there's a little more to the story. So I pick you up... Um, down at the courthouse, and I take my sweet time. Yeah, getting down there. I remember it taking a long time for you to get there. Yeah, but I was gonna—I wasn't gonna say anything. Uh huh. So I—I I just was hoping that the love I had for you would be represented in the logic of having you experience the consequences of your actions. I didn't want just your hand slapped, and so, but I—I I remember vividly. And by the way, Brady's number six of eight children. And so, uh, but there still are standout moments with each of my children. And this was one with Brady. I go into the courthouse, let them know that I'm there to get you. And we are across a, a very big room. And I can remember standing there and seeing you come out. And I, you know, by this time, Brady's a foot taller than me. I can remember you slowly crossing the big room and just collapsing over me. And we hugged. 
and there's there's a lot of love there. And then afterwards, the con- one of the consequences Brady had was um, um, the service. Commun- so, communities. Commun- community service. I got, I got community service. And they gave Brady a mentor. And do you remember enough about the mentor? It was a retired military guy. And I think he had a wonderful influence on Brady for executing the community service hours that he was given. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Um, what? I, I can remember. I remember uh, doing the community service because I had to go, I had to like spend and, time with the library. You had to go to classes because I went with you and he talked about, you know, the pathway to, to, to drug addiction oh, and yes, yes. starting with smoking, then moving into marijuana uh, and in those days, marijuana was illegal. It was identified as a gateway drug to heavier drugs. Sure. And and he talked about all of that. And I was starting to get educated on on. Um, and did you raise your hand? Did you ever raise your hand and think what percentage of these people in this room um, go on to become dentists? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is that yeah, what you, I, is, was I, that a question burning in your mind? No, that was oh. no. It was what percentage of these people make it out of high school? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it didn't look like the percentage would be very high. So, no, uh, there were some turnaround moments, uh, and I think his mother, your mother's love uh, for you, Brady, was was a turnaround moment. So I, I, I can't remember how I felt, but I kind of know how I would have taken that. It's a good thing your mom <laughs> saw the policeman first. So I would have said, put him in detention for three days. Maybe that'll help. So Well, that was only if they couldn't identify my... We just had no identity. We wouldn't take you back. We'd Once say, the- I don't know him. <laughs> so anyway. So he's not my kid. Yeah. Yeah. What's the maximum penalty you can do if I deny that I that he belongs to me? Yeah. Um, okay. That was a fun story time. That was exciting. Um. Okay, so I am six. I am the sixth of eight children, like you said. At any point in time, you had uh, five kids under, no, four kids under five. Four and no. a half, four and a half. Four and a half. You can't have four and a half kids. Steve, Steve was four and a half oh. when Lindsay was born. Okay, so you had four children under five years old. Yeah. Uh, why? I, I'm an only child, and I guess I watched too many episodes of The Waltons Okay, and ended up with The Simpsons. <laughs> well, The Simpsons weren't that big of a family. No. Simpsons only had three kids. But, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and, uh, and, Dad, were you just like, I mean, like, what happens after, like, five or six? And you're like, another one? Really? Okay, or were you just like you were just like whatever? Well, okay. So honestly, there was a there were uh, there were spiritual moments um, that kind of guided some of our decisions. All right. So so the uh, you know it was after it was we always felt there was another one. There was one more, and you know and that and that impression came uh, very strong, and I think it came from a source that. A lot of good impressions come from, and uh, and I think your mother felt the same, and so and those impressions continued until until our eighth child, and then it it felt like 
we had we were we were complete all right okay so can't argue with that yeah it was it was not a popular decision in those days because uh the size of our family didn't wasn't always greeted with popularity in certain social circles um what yes that's who doesn't, true who doesn't want eight, eight kids children yeah <laughs> not a lot of dinner invites you didn't yeah. get invited over to people's houses for dinner you know even when we had four that were just like under five you know and, and your mother would go to a grocery store with these little kids trailing behind her people would give her looks that weren't uh that weren't very friendly did so. you feel did you feel judged sometimes mom by having so many kids you know i I'm going to, the truth is no. Did you feel people like being like, uh, like having pity on you? Like, oh, that poor, that poor lady. Only, or my, you... only my mother. <laughs> Debbie, when's enough going to be enough? <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyways, then I became a dentist and, um, and I, I could stop borrowing money from, from my dad. <laughs> I remember borrowing money for you. Even in dental school, I borrowed money from you. I had to, I had to get. You don't remember that? Okay. I did. I remember. I was yeah. running low on cash. Luckily, I got that job in that lady's house. That, remember that, the house, the house oh, gig I yeah. had? Oh, yeah. Fancy. So, so in, my, in dental school, I got a, I got a, a job being a, I mean, what would you call it? A caretaker? A, a house, house, uh, house caretaker? House sitter? Yeah. Yeah, house sitter. That's probably the best word, where we just lived manager, in a house. House manager, yeah. Lived rent-free. Actually, we got paid 600 bucks a month to live there. So we were paying $2,200 a month for a 900-square-foot apartment in the Presidio of San Francisco, which was a beautiful area, actually. Mm -hmm. But they were not great apartments. Uh, so instead of paying $2,200 a month, we spent the last two years of our, of our schooling getting paid $600 a month. So it saved us beautiful two years of paying yeah. $2,200 a month. So that was awesome. Um, and we chose to go to San Francisco, which I loved. Uh, and you came and visited a few times, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it was one of those times that you visited that I was like, by the way, thank you for coming. I need 500 bucks. <laughs> Running a little low on cash. Um, uh, okay. So um, were you ever concerned for me pursuing a path in dentistry? Was it ever like, why are you like, like what other... Did you ever have any other options? Did you ever like me growing up? Were you ever like, what could he even be? What what are the what are what are the what's you, the front runner? You were a very good window washer, um, you oh, know, I and I thought you did good. I knew you could do good in anything, especially if you if dentistry wasn't going to work out. I thought you could be a very good salesman, uh, and you could because you had Ooh. good interpersonal relationships. Uh, you had good people skills, uh, but that first year in dentistry. Uh, I think was really the refiner's fire because uh, I saw your stack of books and yeah. I thought, okay, this, he's, he's not going to be able to do what he did in high school and even somewhat in college where you <laughs> elaborate just, on what you think I did in high school. Nothing. Academically. <laughs> nothing. I mean, yeah. it was, it was pretty accurate. You could, you could get B's without working and A's weren't worthwhile. So it was like, just, you could do very well getting, Mostly B's and maybe a few C's. And do you guys know. know that I barely graduated high school? I uh, I don't know that I saw every report card because, like, I mean, because at the end at the end of my senior year, there was a D being issued to me from an English teacher, and if I didn't get that D to a C, I wasn't going to graduate. 
Okay. I was going to take some, there, there was some remedial type of thing that had to happen. And if you remember my senior year, I did that running start program. Mm-hmm. And I went to college courses at the community college, Spokane yeah. Falls Community College, and I did it with Levi Kiesecker. Yep. And we took bowling. Uh, bowling was one of the classes we took. And just some nonsense stuff. There was a couple of really kind of hard classes, but mostly nonsense stuff. And uh, so I really just kind of uh, just kind of squandered my time and my resources. And I had this one English class, and I had to go and convince her to just give me a C mm. without merit. A D was the grade. And I said, here's the situation. I just need a C minus. And it was a high D. So it was really just a couple percentage points that I really needed to be just, if you can just bump that to a C minus, I don't know. I'm really sorry that I didn't pay attention to your class. I remember really begging her and she was like, fine, Brady, fine. I'll give you a C minus. And I talked her into a C minus. See, uh, those interpersonal skills and good social skills always pay off. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it didn't but work on dental school professors though. But your but your freshman year in dental school, I think, was was a defining moment because I think you really had to work to stay, you know, stay in your class. We need to we need to circle back to your hair. Oh, okay, what do you want to say about my hair? So junior in high school, and you've got the hair below your shoulders, parted down the middle. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we try to, we've always, tr- always tried to remember it's just hair, but, uh, you know, a little concerned. And so I said, Brady, do sports. You're, you're good at basketball. No, I don't want to do that. I said, I'll pay you $200 to turn out for the basketball team. And so I did it. Money talked. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think you were so popular with the coach. I think the hair was a bit of a turnoff. Uh, yeah, he hated me. Yeah. He hated me. He hated my hair. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really hustle. Yeah. Because I wasn't there because I wanted to be there. Mm-mm. Right? I was there because I, <laughs> my mom and dad, I don't know if he knew that my mom and dad were paying me 200 bucks. I might have spilled the beans on that one. <laughs> and I think a coach would not uh, take kindly to that. Like, here's this kid who's here because his dad's paying him 200 bucks to. Yeah. He was a good basketball player, but, you know. Like I was his- all right. Yeah, he he could do good in most sports if he just chose to do. So I do regret that. I do regret not not um, uh, exploring that and putting forth more effort in athletics yeah. when I was younger. I do regret that. So why did you get your hair cut? Well, I remember this was on your of your own choice. So there was a day where I oh. I, I just uh, buzzed cut my hair. Well, no, uh, there was a morning. Yeah, you woke up. And you said, I think I'll get my hair cut today. I, I tried to be casual. I said, oh, okay. I ran out of your room to your older sister's room who had a driver's license. Shook her, said, Lindsay, Brady's willing to get his hair cut. You know, I'm home with all those other kids. I said, go get him before he changes his mind. Yeah. And Strike off, while the iron's hot. And off you went. Yeah. And um, I remember going with Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. My sister. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and so I don't know what prompted you that particular morning. We didn't give you... I think I was I was grounded or I was under some sort of restriction and I was just trying to like show I can be worked with. I can be... <laughs> listen, we can... Let's, let's, let's all just get over this and move forward. I'll sacrifice my hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hair was a... Yeah, the hair was a big deal. Um, one thing that also... I'll tell you what changed my mind. One, one, this helped too, because 
I was dating uh, Brittany at the time. And she told me that she said, I feel like a lesbian when we kiss because you look like a girl. <laughs> and I said, well, I can't be having that. No. You know, Bra- I think that was influential. Brady's dad gave him, uh, orchestrated giving him a couple of pets without my knowledge to kind of help Brady think beyond himself. And so the first pet that came down the stairs... Um, as being the last special Christmas present one year, I see the terrarium or a, a, an aquarium coming down the stairs. And this is the last gift for Brady. And inside the gi- the aquarium is a tarantula. You didn't know about that? No. Dad just did that. Dad just did that. Okay. He, cool. he, he thought Super that'd cool. be great. And then years later, we would find out <clears throat> that that the morning the tarantula was found dead. Mm-hmm. was orchestrated by two sisters who decided to cover him up with mini rocks. Yeah, they buried him. And then... And smushed him. And then, um, Waldo. It took me years to find out what happened to my tarantula. Yeah. Yeah, they fessed up years later. They did it. Yeah. Murder. Mur- murdered murdered my tra- murdered in cold blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's Waldo. Yeah, oh, Waldo yeah. showed up on the scene without us knowing about it. Waldo is a miniature dachshund. A mini dachshund who was my best friend for my, at least my junior and senior year in high school. We can never get that dog house trained. That he dog he was, slept in my bed. Yeah, well, maybe he, he might not have peed in your bed, but he was. He, he was a little guy that was Brady's protector. Nobody could come around Brady without that little dog going into attack mode. Didn't he bite Jan Hudson? Oh, like, for sure. Hard enough that it, oh, she drew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He drew blood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was approaching you. Yeah. And um, and so he was very protective. What a sweet dog. What a sweet little guy that guy was. He was sweet. Yeah. Um. And so okay. So let's do this. Let's let's come full circle to the fifty years of wedded bliss. Now let's just give some general advice. Let's say some listeners are like, well, what what's the secret? What's fifty? Fifty years is a long time. I don't think a lot of people make that milestone of fifty years. Eight children. Uh, there's some, there's some big milestones here. What? Well, then, then I'm going to go get, his dad can say a couple words and I'm going to go get, what are you uh, going to get? The framed, uh, set of words I gave him last night. Oh, all I, right. Well, I have some of them memorized. Oh, wow. So, okay. Know, I mean, I kind of got some of the essence of it already. Okay. Well, she's gone looking for whatever she's looking for. You tell me dad, what's, what's, uh, what's the secret for, what's the advice? What's the... What's the, uh, what's the, uh, how do you set the goals here? How do we get here? It can't just be, just don't die. Well, my mom's brought in a huge frame. I I think, I think there's a oneness that comes. So, you know, I don't think I can be any better than one can't be, one can't be any better than their spouse is. So you, you journey through life together. Love is not 50-50. And then, you, and then you let your wife have the mic anytime she wants it. She's great. I, I should have brought two microphones. I'm very sorry about that. It's, it's not 50-50. Sometimes it's 99 to 1, and you just give it up for the other person's goals and ambitions. And if that's reciprocated, then you've got magic. So I'll read this. Um, Brady's dad and I always exchange cards. He gave me a beautiful path of flowers 
um, the day before our anniversary that I followed around the house, and it led to a beautiful card. And and so I was going to be looking for a card and accidentally came upon this framed, um, these framed words that kind of um, expressed everything that, that I thought represented 50 years. So I'll just read it. It's not real lengthy. Okay. Love isn't perfect. It isn't a fairy tale or a storybook, and it doesn't always come easy. Love is overcoming obstacles, facing challenges, fighting to be together, holding on, and never letting go. It is a short word, easy to spell, difficult to define, and impossible to live without. Love is work, but most of all, love is realizing that every hour, every minute, every second of it was worth it because we did it together. Very nice. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's good. That's good. That's a good thing. That's very nice. Um, uh, so why do you think... I, I like what you said that love is 50-50. Or love is not 50-50. Right. Because it's more like 100-100. So, 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 so it makes 200. And maybe that's 200%. Maybe that's the key. I don't know. Well, there's times where it's a hundred zero, right? Because there's times where so some so so let me um, talk about my wife for a second. So my so people who know me know me that I spread myself very thin. I got um, uh, a very busy practice, opening up a new practice. I have a nonprofit, the Halo Dental Network, that I'm trying that that we're ramping up and putting a lot of attention into. I'm in a band that takes up some time. I like to pursue uh, avocations. Right, Ho mm -hmm. hobbies, habits, mm -hmm. things, things that I like to do outside of. Mm -hmm. of the, uh, I have four children, um, and so when I'm off doing something, uh, it's uh, you know the question is, oh, how does your your, your wife's doing it all? On her? your wife has to be so amazing, to let you do this on her on on you know to, to let you do this, and I say, yeah, yeah, she is, and then I do that for her too. She goes on girls trips, and so when I'm off gallivanting around and doing things, it's. It's a hundred zero. She's she's on the zero end, and I'm on the hunt. Well, she's giving a hundred, and I'm giving zero. But then there are times where that's reciprocated, where I give a hundred, and she and she can go off and have her time of of escapism. Let's call it just an opportunity to do whatever she wants to, unwind or go on a trip with her girlfriends or or something like that. So, and I think a lot of people uh, uh, they keep track. It's a, it's a, they you keep, they keep score. Like yeah. I did two diapers this morning and you haven't done any diapers. So the next two are yours because I just did two instead of just taking, you know, someone just taking the reins and just taking care of, of, of the issue. Uh, so I really like that, that it's not 50, 50. That's a good, that's a good, um, little nugget. I think for, for listeners, you seem like you have something else to say. No, I, no, I just, okay. you know, when I think of what makes for a lasting marriage and, gee, just day-to-day -day appreciation, expressions of love and appreciation, everybody wants to know what they're doing right in this life, and you make enough deposits that way, and then if you need to make a withdrawal, 
it can be received much better if you're depositing, depositing. All right. All right. Make deposits. That's a good one. Lowell wanted me to ask. I have some questions from Lowell. Hold on. Uh, was Brady always this stubborn? Lowell wants to know. I don't think that's stubborn. Oh, I think all of my children. Oh, oh, I've, oh, I've got one for that. So okay. I had a daughter-in-law that uh, had been introduced to the family and the oldest son's wife. And she, so she had observed the family for years. And she said, I figured it out. I said, what'd you figure out, Meg? I figured out why they get together, they revert back to early sibling behavior, and there's sometimes squabbles and, and such. She says, they all want to be the leader. So all of you. And so you get seven leaders in the room. Yeah, eight alphas. Yeah. <laughs> now, one's a special needs daughter. And just a little tidbit about Brady there. Uh, this little gal, uh, number five, was uh, born... This, is, this is my older sister, Samantha. Samantha, Sammy, was born with a chromosome abnormality. It's called Wolf Hershorn. And so Sammy has always been a real special needs little gal, pretty severely delayed in every way. She um, had an accident. It was in Brady's senior year. And um, there were some tough, tough times after that where she came home... For a she, while. She fell down a flight of stairs and became quadriplegic. She did. It was a big accident that um, really affected how we could take. She was already hard to take care of. Already. Three months at St. Luke's rehab and just a new ball game. And Brady postponed his uh, first year of junior college to stay home and be of help. His idea uh, with Samantha. And uh, Samantha, by the way, attended our, our 50th wedding anniversary yesterday. Her caregivers brought her out ahead of the big festivities. And, and Samantha was delighted to be around family and posed for pictures with everybody. She's in her wheelchair. And so, you know, we have these defining moments. And I think um, those defining moments contribute to who we are, who we're going to be, with a marriage that lasts, those defining moments when you hurt the other one, when you aren't there for the other one as the other one thinks you should be, but but you figure it out and you come together more often than you are apart. And you say, you're sorry. Mm. Yeah. I remember, Samantha, we had to turn, we tried to turn our, our dining room into a hospital room for her at first. You guys bought a hospital bed, yeah. got a hospital bed in there and because she was confined to a bed or a wheelchair. Hospital bed we brought in, yeah. And that didn't work out so, so well. So then that's when you guys found Mary Glenn, which was a home that was really a great solution at the time Yeah. for, for Samantha. And so she got into that uh, a living space where there was you know, caregivers and kind of 24-7 attention mm -hmm. that could be given to her. But her needs just became impossible to uh, fulfill at our house. So. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty devastating event in our family. Mm -hmm. um, and she did come 
last. It was great to see. Her. I was talking to Brian. My uh, my older brother's name is Brian, and uh, he said, "I don't think I've seen Samantha here at your house in ten years." Well, she has been, but he so lives when he, in Arizona. When he, well, I know she has been, but he comes in for a little bit, and then he yeah. goes and visits her yeah. at the home that she lives at. Yeah. So it's it's not common that she actually makes the whole the trip here no, no. to hang out with us uh, socially. She has some some compromising aspects to her life, but she's happy. Yeah. Oh, and for those listening who don't really understand the severity of her handicap, she... Operates like a two-year-old, one to, one one to, to two-year-old, two depending on how you measure. Doesn't speak, mm-hmm. but we have indications that she's happy or sad, or she makes noises and grunts that we've mm-hmm. kind of learned to mm-hmm. interpret certain ways. Um, okay, we are trying to get out to the lake today with the family, so I don't want to take up too much time. But I do, I don't want to forget. Every week on the podcast, we do a secret word. Which is uh, worth $500 of free work at my dental office. So um, I always allow my guests to come up with a secret word. It could be a, a word or a phrase, but the first person to email, I'm sorry, not the first person, the fifth person to email us the word will get $500 of free dental work. Uh, do you guys want to do the honors of coming up with a word or a phrase or something that you feel like is I've got fitting? One. Yeah, I think, I think love isn't perfect all right is, that, is, it, is it a single word or is that a phrase too? it can be a phrase it can be love isn't perfect that could be that could be the thing the secret phrase <laughs> um okay so for those listening you can email the phrase love isn't perfect to drilled podcast at gmail.com the fifth person to email that in will get 500 dollars. remember that if you cannot use it yourself or don't wish to you can gift that to somebody else and uh it's a wonderful gift to give um. Thank you, mom and dad, Welcome. for joining the podcast for the first time. This is your first podcast. Yeah, this is yeah. exciting for everybody. Mm-hmm. We might have some. Um, uh, we open our suggestion box. We might have some more people who want to hear more from you guys. So, if you guys think I missed anything and talking to my parents, and you want to email me and say, "Hey, I wish you would have asked this question," I can bring them back almost anytime I want. I have pretty. <laughs> Pretty uh, uh, reasonable access to these folks. So you just let me know. Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, please check us out on... Uh, there's going to be some videos from this little shindig, this 50th uh, wedding party. And I will post those on the Drilled Podcast email, uh, Gmail and the Halo Dental. Uh, not Gmail, sorry. I'm all over the place. The Drilled Podcast Instagram. And the Halo Dental Instagram. I will post those. So follow us there and check us out. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys all next week. Bye-bye.